Welcome to the Art of Remembrance podcast. This is a podcast preceding the Altars Festival and highlighting several of the artists from the Altars Project that the Sustainable Culture Lab and Sama Sama Art are hosting this year. My name is Alyssa, your host and SCL Radio Fellow. Hi, my name is Matt Manalo. I'm an artist and a community organizer. I was born and raised in Manila, Philippines, and I moved to Houston, Texas in 2004. I received my Bachelor's of Fine Arts in Painting at the University of Houston, and I run an alternative art space called the A-Leaf Art House, and I founded Philippine X Artists of Houston. I make work which involves elements of painting, drawing, sculpture, photography, and printmaking. Being a first-generation immigrant, I discuss experiences of navigating around physical and social structures of society while exploring social issues like erasure, colorism, and colonial mentality. What inspires you to create an altar and what aspect um, are you including in your altar artistically? Growing up my whole life, uh, I was raised Catholic um, and I went to Catholic school up until college, actually. You know, the altar has always been a symbol that was surrounding me. We had one at home growing up. Um, we had one at school everywhere. Basically, every part of the building had an altar in it. Uh, also, every year during um, All Souls Day, we would visit my my grandparents at the cemetery, and we would set up, you know, flowers, candles. Um, so basically, setting up an altar as well, just to you know, in remembrance of them. And then we say our prayers, we pray the rosary, and all that. And then when I moved here to the U.S., I met my wife. Samantha, who's Mexican, and I was introduced to how Mexicans celebrate Day of the Dead and how they do the altars. And it's a completely different, it's a whole new thing for me, uh, which I didn't even expect. And, you know, I, I, I sort of like thought that I had an idea of it, but I was so wrong. <laughs> you know, um, even like the symbol, symbolisms involving like the Sempasucho, you know, and then the, the, the food and, 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 and everything, you know, from the photographs and, and just how things are placed and how things are made. I thought it's a wonderful thing. And I'm glad that I was introduced to this culture. And, you know, my wife is an artist as well. And last year we, we collaborated, uh, into making an altar for the Day of the Dead. And we kind of had, we made like a, a Mexican Filipino altar. We were using, you know, our own materials, food, uh, you know, symbols, and, you know, we had photos of our ancestors as well. And I thought it was great, you know. So when, when Barrett and Sama Sama, uh, when they invited me, uh, about the Ultra project, I was so excited because it would be my own take of, of how I would do it. Just thinking about like how I would be able to make a, an Ultra project that would be for everyone that everyone would would be able to relate to and think about and you know putting a little Matt Manalo spin to it was exciting to me so that's why I accepted it. Uh, since I run a, an alternative art space, um, the Aleph Art House, which is 
um, basically a shipping container sitting inside a lot, which includes a community garden and where a lot of community events happens. Um, just a little backstory, A-Leaf is considered as the most diverse district in Houston. So there's already a lot of culture going on from the diversity, but, but the, the only thing that's missing in that neighborhood is an art movement. So that's what I proposed to project, you know, basically put a shipping container in the middle of a community garden and use that as a, an artist run space, which has like the community involved in every step of the way. You know, with programming, I, I, I work with different creatives who live there or work there. And then I showcase artists. So it's basically a space, you know, being utilized as, as kind of like, uh, an out, an outlet for creativity in that neighborhood. And that's where I want the, the altar to be on. And because of the size of the shipping container, it's eight feet by 20 feet. I want to utilize the whole space of it. With the design, my idea is to put together mylar blankets, which are used uh, in the detention camps down south of Texas in the borders, especially thinking about the children that are still you know, separated from their families. So I want to piece all of those blankets together and make one big blanket and cover the whole shipping container with it and surround the whole shipping container with flowers. Um, and then I'm going to invite uh, people to, to maybe come and set a candle, you know, for, for, for having or thinking or praying for the lives of the immigrants that were already lost in the, in the borders. And it's still, you know, it's still a fight that we're fighting for. And it's still a conversation. And the whole idea why I wanted to talk about this is because because I was raised Catholic and I was raised to, to be pro-life and think pro-life when, you know, like the, the folks who say that they are pro-life aren't really doing what completely. Um, and, and I totally disagree with that because I think that if you're going, if you're going to be pro-life, you also have to think about the lives of the immigrants. You have to think about how families are being separated and to be pro-life you also have to be to to make black lives matter um to have trans lives matter as well and and really you know like say uh what you mean when you say that you're pro-life so here we are like thinking about life but then we're also thinking about death um like in my culture death is something that's you know, something dark and sad while the Mexican version or, or the way they look at death is, is, is almost like a celebration. And I wanted to kind of like incorporate both of that, um, for this altar. It's going to be a little, I guess, different, kind of like a more somber feel, like the whole altar, uh, will have that. And then, because the mylar is also reflective, I want it to kind of like reflect the person who is standing surrounding the whole piece. So that's the idea. No, that's a really good idea. I really like it. I was going to mention, how do you think this will 
impact the um, emotional bonding of the community or of your community of, you know, American society because mm -hmm. um, this is also going to be shown to more than just the immediate area that you're in. So how do you think that comes into play at this time? Um, I think I think that putting the altar where the Aleph Art House is is very important to me because there's a huge community of, of Asian Americans that live there as well. And me being an Asian American, I need to talk about and I need to discuss and face uh, the whole topic of being a model minority. And, you know, it's just something that we need to discuss. Um, you know, we, we even had another Vietnamese guy <laughs> rent a billboard uh, that said Black Lives Matter in Chinatown and, and he got death threats for putting that up. So I think that it is important and it needs to be discussed because even though we are people of color and considered minorities, if we're not going to liberate black lives, then we're never going to be free. And that's what I always say, you know, within the community especially like during this time and, and from watching the debate last night, it was, it was just a train wreck. Um, I couldn't even really watch it and thinking about that, you know, like, because the reason, one of the reasons why the, why Aleph Art House exists is kind of a space, space for creativity. So that space could also be a space for healing. That space could also be a space of grieving of collective grieving like you had mentioned and and everyone is welcome to that space and and hopefully that's what the altar is going to to bring you know it's to bring that conversation that was really good it was really powerful to just think about and to hear i guess in america every community of color kind of relates in that way and kind of reflects on how American politics and American society has impacted them in their lives and their emotional well-being and how it, that collective emotional pain kind of trickles down into each community. It's very powerful to see and then to see that um, expressed through art and how that art connects that community of collective pain, you know. I know that you're familiar with the concept of ethnocide is one of um, SEL's main philosophies that is a foundation to SEL in itself. How do you think your altar will contribute to combating ethnocide in America? One way the altar, you know, and, and I, I think I had already kind of said something, you yeah. know, before um, about this, but it's it's to start having these topics. It's It's to provoke maybe to provoke anyone or or not really provoke but you know maybe something healthier or just to start a conversation because like if you could see the the Ailey Fart house it's right by uh, a busy street it's like right by a main street so you could drive by it and you'll see it right away so if you see something that's super shiny like what is happening to that because you know people see it every day they're just afraid to ask what it is because you know there's some folks that has stopped you know whenever they see me there working 
they see me and then they stop and then they ask like, hey, what's going on here? You know, we've always seen it passing by the street um, and we wanted to stop by and ask you about it. So that's where the conversation always starts. I've already discussed stuff with like neighbors and how, and they love that whole idea of it. Apparently it has helped like lessen some parts of the properties getting vandalized because I have like a free wall um, on the side of the shipping container. But just the fact of having something that's super shiny, you know, you won't miss it. I think will it will somehow attract people and start a conversation or even just ask, you know, what is this about? Why does this exist? Or, or what happened to the whole space? Like why all of a sudden it's covered in this shiny metallic blanket? Because, you know, with Ethnocide, it's like, because I'm already dealing with a diverse neighborhood. There's already so many stories that's being told just by putting up their artworks alone. Like one of the artists that we have right now, Anne Bowie, they were just telling me stories about, you know, how he was born in Vietnam and how now, well, he lived in San Francisco and now he lives in Houston and just the whole, you know, that, like that whole story of his journey of like, how being of being an Asian artist, you know, and I, I could like totally relate to that. And I was like telling him like, yeah, that's, I could totally relate to that. And, and I feel like we never really had a chance to be represented properly. And, you know, and, and, and again, through art, we could kind of eradicate ethnocide by telling these stories, but not only telling them, but also presenting them in a really good way where, where they will gain attention and, and bring, bringing those stories to the right folks, making sure that they're being heard. And yeah, I mean, you know, I also talk about racial a lot in my work and, and it's the same thing for me, you know, like I need to make work that speaks to me and that I can relate to. And, and it's weird how like there's a lot of like folks who can totally relate to that. And then having to start that conversation as well is how we can, you know, stop ethnocide. I I love that answer. <laughs> it's it's really it's really I guess empowering to know how much art impacts the world and how it really sets the tone for an active conversation about mm-hmm. what's going on and problems or issues that need to be addressed in society and our own preconceived biases and our own yeah. inner faults. So yeah. I yeah. think we're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> you know, it's weird, it's weird because like earlier I was having a conversation with a curator and we were just talking about like how really like during this whole pandemic, mm-hmm. it's been artists and artist communities who have been kind of like doing stuff yeah and making it bearable for everyone Mm -hmm. and everyone anyone who's like in front of a screen or tv or seeing instagram posts it's been artists who's been like there and and we've we are the ones who've been you know putting together all these initiatives Mm -hmm. you know and and then we get so little credit for it so sad yeah That needs to change. It does. It does. It does. But, you know, even if we are like living in this pandemic, it's it's tough. It's really tough. 
but knowing that we are part of like a community who really cares and who watches each other's backs is is really uplifting it's hopeful (laughs) yeah it is especially in these times we need at least a little bit of hope (laughs) to endure us and keep us well and motivated and yeah um, active so Uh i really want to thank you for joining us today and yeah, thank you so speaking. much, Alyssa. No problem. Yeah, it's an honor to be here chatting with you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was an honor meeting you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Art of Remembrance podcast. Make sure to follow the announcements of the Alters Project and the Alters Festival on the Sustainable Culture Lab's website, scl.community. Make sure to follow the Sustainable Culture Lab on Instagram and on Twitter at scl underscore community. 